0: And we are back back. What's up everybody?
1: Beach Weekly.
0: Alston, Manny back again. oh uh, yeah, boy. Another two, three weeks have flown by, and we're finally back in the, in the studio. But yeah, we were back, back to our usual stuff. The NBA season has started. So, again, as a lifelong Clipper fan myself, Manny being a Laker uh, fan, we said we were gonna talk about it. Uh, we have to. Yeah, the season opener. <laughs> at staples about for LA. The Clippers play the Lakers, of course, yeah. in uh, a 10, win for my Clippers what were your thoughts on the game
1: I was surprised by the Lakers performance to say the least it wasn't the worst thing in the world I think with like so many moving parts more specifically not so much with the players but more with the uh like just coach like Frank Vogel I feel like that dude's still trying to like get the hang of the team and I feel like he hasn't really understood yet how he should coach this team because I, I saw like a lot of mistakes with his game plan that he could have easily fixed like first off having Danny Green in when Kawhi's in, and have him him guard Kawhi because honestly that was the only time when we were going on runs was when stuff like that was happening as opposed to you know having like a 6-4 KCP try to guard second coming of Michael Jordan <laughs> had to beat that out you
0: know ever since that game it seems like there's like an all points bulletin out for KCP in the city of LA no, no uh, it was it I'm gonna was, give you some time that, here
1: that, if
0: you could see KCP right now, what would you tell him?
1: If uh, I'd go straight to his face, and I'd be like, you should be in jail. <laughs> oh <my laughs> you should God. go back to jail. Please go back to jail.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, for me, um, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Leading up to that game, the preseason wasn't too hot for the Clippers. Yeah uh the lakers meanwhile were like killing everybody but i mean the warriors (laughs) uh, the warriors i mean i mean the clippers who just killed the warriors again last night if you
1: can't kill the warriors then your team just they're trash Mm.
0: but for me honestly like just take my takeaway from the clippers so far like Kawhi leonard is just on another level that dude just looks ready like he plays at his own pace he gets whatever shot he wants it's like he's in a he's in a freaking like drill man that guy's crazy And then moving off of that, I just wanted to touch on three-time Olympic medalist Elliot Kipchoge, 34-year-old man who became the first person to run a marathon in under two hours. He clocked in at one hour and 59 minutes, 40 seconds after passing the finish line October 12th in Vienna, Austria. It just blew my mind because, like, this man ran at a four-minute and 34-second mile pace for 26.2 miles. And, like, myself, who goes to the gym let's say maybe, like, once every two weeks. Like, running a mile at a (laughs) at a nine minute and a half pace like kills me so just seeing you know this dude go for 26.2 miles and it's amazing too apparently he had like 30 world-class runners who would wow. like take turns running in like an inverted v formation in front of him to Yo. take away the wind resistance yeah. like the entire thing was just so man. well thought out and this man just like made human history yeah, that's insane it's
1: amazing like honestly that's pretty cool. just like when you get to see like little things like this happen in the news especially when it's like so much is being put into it for that person to succeed it's pretty awesome to just see the final product like be very special mm-hmm.
0: moving on now to long beach sports which is podcast is supposed to be about not just calling out kcp (laughs) Uh, speaking of developing and preparing for success i've been working on a a series detailing the men's basketball roster this week we are doing uh, the redshirt returners Mm -hmm. colin slater breon jackson and jeffrey yan Um, these are three guys who have been in the in the system. They've been in the program all last year. They've witnessed every practice, every game, the heartbreak in the Big West tournament last year in Anaheim. Nice. And so like coming off of my interviews with them, uh, you know, they sound like they are ready to make an impact for once. Breon Jackson's coming off of an injury where he was basically playing only eight games into the season and he had to sit out the rest of it so he took a medical redshirt. Jeffrey Yan, he's coming in as a redshirt freshman so he has four years of eligibility. Big man from China, 6'9", mm-hmm. um, 275. He told me that he was by far the strongest guy in the team he could be anybody in arm wrestling and uh he's just a just like the comedy guy coach Munson said like the team really uh galvanizes around him and then lastly Colin Slater he's coming in to take over the point guard spot for the illustrious Dishwan Booker who we all know graduated so Colin Slater has a lot on his plate but um you know just seeing how uh the program has put a lot of effort into getting these guys ready for this season it's gonna be interesting to see how they perform this year so I was actually able to interview Colin Slater and the rest of the red shirts at a practice last Tuesday. Here's one of the responses he gave me about what it's like to play under Coach Munson so far. Um, what have you thought about playing under Coach Munson? Oh, that's
1: awesome. I love it. He's, a, he's one of the very few coaches, like he's the only coach I know at this level that will let his guys go out there and play and make mistakes and continue to play and will encourage you to like, okay, you did that wrong this time. I'm going to let you get out there again and do it again and see if you can redeem yourself. Coaches really don't do that at this level. They'll sit you down and that's it. (laughs) Like that's it, you'll you'll have to learn on your own some other time, but he's he's really a player's coach. I haven't seen if there's any like preseason like rankings for the team, but I assume it has to be higher than last year. You know, it just makes sense considering like how much more dynamic and unique the players this time around have been.
0: I actually hate that first year bubble, Manny, but the preseason rankings actually came out yesterday, uh, and I was actually part of the thirty-one media member panel. And uh, real
1: quick, all right,
0: I don't know if I'm supposed to say who I voted for to uh, you know be on the preseason conference team or. Um, the rankings, but I'm just going to say it anyways. Would you like to drop
1: a bomb, drop a bomb right
0: <laughs> there? I actually voted the beach to finish fifth again, so they finished fifth last year. <laughs> I'm sorry, Long Beach Nation, but, you know, I just had to put UCI at the top yeah. again. Uh, I had to put Santa Barbara out second. They just Makes have sense. so much talent. And then third, I put CSUN. Uh, yeah. It's my surprise people because they they're going to be making a big jump. But, I mean, all that's going to be in the, season, in the season preview that I'm going to be working on next week. But, yeah, the reason why Long Beach is fifth is just I don't know. There's just, like, a lot of rebuilding and I don't know, I think fifth is a good baseline, yeah. which is actually higher than what everybody else voted for. That's if you true. take a look at the poll, they actually finished sixth, so hmm. that's lower than last year. I don't know if they're going to finish sixth. I personally am optimistic that they can make some yeah. noise. It's just that there's a lot of improvements. You look at the returners, the biggest one is obviously Jordan Roberts. and. Oh, yeah while he averaged 7 point8 points last year he had he, he like finished with like a streak of double digit point scoring games so although the average says less than double yeah. digits he I don't know last year he started to look really good so that's yeah. the ranking
1: at the end of the day I, cause from what I see just based off of like a physical standpoint those players do seem to like match physical profiles for like players that you would want on your team. I guess at the end of the day, it's up to like Dan Munson to actually um, help these players out, put them in the best position to succeed and help develop them. We, th- we talk about developing a lot in the NBA, but it starts in college. So you hope that Dan Munson can be able to be that galvanizing force for them, but we'll see, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, last thing on that. Yeah, just like you said, um, Colin Slater actually mentioned to me that The biggest thing he's noticed with Dan Munson is his uh, style to, you know, let players go out there and make mistakes and then continue to play. Like, you mentioned that uh, other places, you know, he came off of two seasons playing 60 games at Tulane. If you made a mistake, that's it. You're sat down and then that's it. You work on on it on your own time. But Mm -hmm. here, Dan Munson encourages them to make mistakes, get better, and he's not going to bench you for doing that. So you don't have to worry about
1: that. I mean, that's a good way to look at it, honestly. The issue with that is that it never translates to wins as much from what I've seen but it does at least help those players end up succeeding more in the long run. So I guess we'll see from there. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm super excited. Season is going to be starting very soon. First game is November 6th at UCLA. Unfortunately for me, personally, I have a class from 4 to 6.45 and uh, the game starts at 8. So yeah. I'm probably going to like leave early and then hopefully just dodge traffic on the way over there. Sure. And yeah, so up next, we got women's volleyball. Um, oh, do you yeah, want to talk about that? Yeah,
1: uh, honestly, the reason why I like feel compelled to talk about him this week is the because of the fact that um over like the past weekend as we're recording this we're recording this on Friday uh, their last game was against UC Irvine in which they sweep UC Irvine after being sweeped against uh, Cal State Fullerton I believe it was like the day before and it was a uh, pretty impressive to look at because you know I, I don't get to see the team that often I just notice that they're struggling you know with like the reporting from like Taryn and stuff like that so it's like really interesting to actually go down and see stuff going on and from what I saw, like, I saw some really impressive moves. Like, I know the coach made a uh, a lineup change because uh, they've been, like, dealing with injuries with uh, Allison Martinez, I believe. Yeah, she was uh, injured. So they've been, like, struggling with, like, the loss of her considering how she's like a killing machine, her and Kishana. So, uh, yeah, uh, pretty much the most interesting person that I thought from the game. Obviously... Players like Kashana Williams and Haley Hardwood were like putting in work, you know, 12 kills for uh, Kashana and then you got 16 digs for uh, Haley. I thought it was really impressive. The person that I want to sort of like point out the most is uh, freshman Katie Kennedy. I thought she did a really good job, you know, being inserted into the lineup, especially as a freshman and just putting in work got 11 kills, 11 impactful kills for the most part. They were really like good ways of setting the pace for the game and making a real momentum and like push for the team to end up sweeping because I feel like she was like a very instrumental part of that as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the women's volleyball team, um, they were projected to finish around the middle of the pack uh, yeah. for the conference. They had a tough preseason, obviously against teams outside of the Big West, but it seems so far they're, you know, they're living up to projection. They're clawing and getting swept one night sweeping another team the other night so it's gonna be interesting to see how yeah. they finish the season especially heading into the postseason play yeah
1: it'll be interesting they have a game this saturday at the pyramid you know they just came off of their first win at the pyramid so it'll be interesting to see if they can like string together like another win at home mm-hmm. uh,
0: another team that we felt really compelled to shout out to is our soccer team yeah. so women's soccer they beat uc riverside 2-0 keeping their post-season dreams alive in the big west uh, the top four big west conference teams make the conference Conference tournament, as you may know. And when we're recording this, which is a Friday, October 25th, the beach sits at sixth place. And so during that game, Angela Morales had like an absolutely filthy play uh, that got hundreds of retweets that night where she saved a ball while spinning and nutmegging a Highlander defender. Just filthy stuff. You know, shout out to them. They clutched up, they kept the dream alive. And I uh, just got to keep, uh, keep up with Rob Holler on Twitter and his stuff on the Daily 49er website. Uh, unfortunately, by the time you guys hear this, though, the team will have played uc irvine who are actually right above the beach in standings with one tie instead of a second loss as the beach does in conference play so hopefully by the time you guys are hearing this the dream is still alive
1: yeah you know you can only hope at this point especially considering how many games there are left in the season it'd be like really crushing for them to already lose hope at that point
0: yeah especially for a team who was selected by the media to finish first in the big west for them to miss postseason action all together would so just be heartbreaking. Cool. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Up next, we just want to talk about tennis for a little bit. What you got, yeah. Manny?
1: I mean, women's tennis. Uh, the other week, I had a uh, one to go watch them play. They were in a tennis tournament here in the beach invitational they did really great uh you honestly if you were there you would have seen like just the improvement some of the players have made which tends to happen you know a lot of people coming in as freshmen and then this year it's their sophomore year and they've been putting like great amounts of work even like more recently they had a tournament where one of their players emma bardette she's a sophomore right now before was a freshman was second on the roster in regards to singles this time around she's been putting in work making real improvements. At San Diego, where they had ITA Southwest Regionals, she actually competed against a ranked player from Hawaii and ended up beating her like pretty well. And uh, although Emma didn't end up going that far in the tournament, I feel like that win alone was already a good sign of how much she's improved as a player and how much better the team's going to be this year as opposed to last year.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, from what I can recall last time you were talking about tennis, um, it's just a, a confident bunch who are just building off of what they did last year you know everybody pretty much returned for the most part so it's just a group that continues to build from what they're doing and continue to develop confidence as they play both in doubles and single games
1: yeah and honestly it's pretty impressive just seeing uh their their top 4 you know, it's the same exact top four that they had last year in regards to their singles roster, like their four best players. They have all made great strides and they all look like they could end up being at any point in that top four of the roster. Like some player can be, you know, last year they might have been in first and then they go down to fourth. But that's not their fault in regards to like their play going down. That's just everyone in there. That range is just so competitive that it just looks very interesting to see have to have a team that deep.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, is there anything you're looking forward to to seeing them compete next
1: I mean in regards to that uh, they don't have any tournaments anytime soon so not going to probably be seeing much of them anytime soon there are other teams though around here like women's volleyball as I said before is going to have a game this weekend, as well as a uh, women's soccer. So check out for those games if you didn't get the chance, or at least go read about them in the Daily 49er website.
0: Of course. So previewing the upcoming games, if that will be happening after Monday, uh, the 28th, October 30th, we have men's water polo versus UC San Diego at the Ken Lindgren Aquatic Center at 6 p.m. And then Friday, November the first, for those who aren't hung over from Halloween parties, <laughs> we have two home games taking place at 7 p.m. So take your beach poison, I guess. Of <laughs> Uh, athletics not saying that they're going to do bad it's just oh, you see. have to choose one of them uh, men's water polo versus pacific at the Ken lindgren aquatic center and then uh women's volleyball versus uc riverside at the waltz pyramid and then lastly saturday november 2nd women's volleyball hosts uc davis at the Walter pyramid at 7 p.m and then i lied sunday november 3rd we have men's water polo versus cal at noon long beach city at 3 p.m And then women's soccer versus Hawaii at 2 p.m. at the George Allen Field. It's the middle of the semester. Um, I know I've been kind of dying. So if you're listening to this and you're a student, hang in there. We believe in you.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Try to, you know, do better than what you expect you're going to do. You know, some of our teams this year have not been able to do that. Be better.
0: Yeah. Do better. Mm don't procrastinate even though i probably will
1: oh yeah i will too all right
0: peace out guys